Howdy, folks. This is episode 88. My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Well, hello, friend. And hello, friends, listeners. All Today, of you. All this of is you. episode 88. This is episode 88. That's a really great number to say in an Australian accent. Yeah, that's probably the only thing I can say in an Australian accent. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I don't try. I don't want to try anything else. I don't, no, <laughs> no, don't want to try anything. But 88, we got that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, hey, hope you guys had a good Holy Week. Man, I did. It was good, except for Easter. Easter was great. That's true. I, I kind of uh, slipped All over the of fact our, that I was Your plans, our plans, yeah. everybody's plans at Easter, like... In our households, it was it was storming, and I had a sick child, and I, I had sick family. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have our uh, families. We we're gonna get together for a little brunch, Easter brunch. Thank goodness your wife texted my wife early in the morning because <laughs> my wife didn't get up early and put the ham on. Yes, but my wife was up all night sick. Yes, and then another baby of ours was sick. Mm. I was the only one that came to church. Yeah. Just because everyone was out for the count, you were out. I Lala was out. Was out yeah, Katie had that children's worship duties so i was like you gotta go i'm 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 missing easter i'll just i'll, I'll watch it online yeah so. it was a very good service it was awesome um but yeah then we didn't get to have it was just kind of a last year's easter was so epic that i was really looking forward to it, it. was and and this year we just we stayed we together chilled, last chilled year home, all day literally like till the sun went down 10 45 to like bedtime yeah like we were together the whole day it was good uh this year's a little different, but still good. He's still risen. Yeah, that's the right. The tomb's still empty. Very good. I was good. Friday service was incredible. Good, oh, good. good. I watched it online. Yeah, really good. I heard it was wonderful. Um, little, how you say it? Spushan, Spushan Stevens. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I uh, thought it was Surf John. I don't so think it's that's Surf not John. Right. Sufan Stevens. Sufan. There you go. Yeah, we play. Sounds like a like a baked good Sufan. It could be. Can I have a dozen Soufans with uh, chocolate glaze, please? Ooh. Doesn't that sound go good? Greatly go for that. Um, well, hey, hope you guys did have a great time, great Easter, Holy Week. Hey, you guys can remember the empty tomb every day. You got to live that resurrection life. Right? Like, it's not just a one-day deal. We got to keep it going. Um, well, hey, we still haven't got North Dakota, guys, <laughs> but we're working on it, I think. In my heart, I feel it. I don't know if there's any active steps. We don't have like a plan. We don't really have a good strategy for reaching out, but we can we, we can just hope. Did we talk about it in the, last po- in the last podcast? Like I should just call a church up there? Yeah, we tried. Yeah, well, we talked about it. We right. did? Okay. Well, we, we, have, we have not tried yet to talk to just call a church and be like, hey, look, just listen. Um, if you're flying. Uh, but we do have an update. It's time for a Bible Buffoon's Global Update. All right. We got Serbia. Welcome to the Serbs. Serbia? Yes. Belgrade? Belgrade. The city? The city. Do you know where Serbia is on a map? I could get in, I would say, a hundred mile radius. Really? Sure. I know generally where it is. You do? It's either... It, you know, okay. you know, you know where Europe and 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 uh, Asia collide. It's it's a weird area. 
you got Eastern Europe and you got you uh-huh. got Western Asia. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. You're right, down there by like it's, Estonia, all that. That's stuff. exactly where yeah. it's at. Okay, over oh, there, like you looked it up. All right, or, or I know I had a very good. You've got that geography, geography down. Yes, Miss Nelson, rest in peace. Best geography teacher in the world. Um, I remember when we were in like middle school. She was our middle school and high school geography teachers. We only had one in the school, but she was awesome. Um, she used to teach in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I remember her telling us, and we'd be in like seventh grade. I remember her telling us like that one day she'd be like be in the mountains in their snow, and then like thirty minutes later she's at the beach swimming. That's and awesome. My brain could not like comprehend like what kind of climate could that happen? Yeah, where you could do all that in one day. We had a similar experience in Northern California. Where yeah. when you are up in the mountains, I mean, there's a foot of snow on the ground and it's beautiful, high peaks, gorgeous, Yosemite. You drive an hour down the mountain and you're in like farmland and it's like warm and yeah. there's stuff growing year round because the climate's always the same pretty much. Yeah. Really cool. We don't have that. We don't have that. We no, have no, extreme summer. <laughs> yeah. There's these memes going around or these charts going around that are like, the seasons in Alabama and like Tennessee yeah. and it's like fake spring or yeah. and all this. Like it's not just, was it four seasons? Yeah. It's not that it's, it's like, like 12. Seasons. It's like 12. It's like the, the first winter, the pollen crush. <laughs> the pollen. Yeah, man. Hopefully that pollen's getting out of here. I feel like it's settled down a little bit. I hope so. We're going camping this weekend. You guys pray for us. When you listen to this tomorrow, it's Thursday. So we're taking the, Two-year-old twins. Got to take two two little wild buddies. And then we're then we're taking the five-year-old. We're going to a campground 20 minutes down the road. We're yeah. not. We're very blessed to have Oak Mountain so close. It's an awesome and place they're, to And they camp. just uh, added more acres to it. Did they, they just oh, bought. Oh, yeah. That's they right. just did, like, I read about thing. that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Well, we're going camping. And got this. me and the wife last night said one night or two nights because we have it for two nights. You have to you have to book it for two nights because it's like a hotel. Like you have to be there so late so, and out so early. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't really get a day there really unless you do two nights. And yeah. she's like, let's go for two. And then See if, what happens. And then if we need to go home, we're only 20 hey, minutes away. That's right. That's, then, a, that's our strategy too. And then so. I'm sure. So what I'm trying to debate is are we going to take two cars? I, I would vote two cars. You would? I always do two cars. Okay, good. I'll take two cars. And my kids then. are a little older. You know, you just never know. Like somebody could get sick. Well, that's what I was saying. Then she has to leave and she had twins and me and Jack are going to be sitting there by ourselves. Yeah. Which that's, that could be cool in its own way. Well, that probably is going to happen. Yeah. I told her Thursday night, I'll go down by myself and spend the night and get it. Or maybe just me and Jack and get everything situated. But yeah. she's like, no, let's go. Okay. We'll see, man. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to come and get some uh, wood. You got it. From the pig. I'll buy it from the pig. We come, just come get it. We got, we got some Lucy's. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, we need some Lucy's. <laughs> we need some wood to start a fire down there. Um, I don't feel like hiking around and finding it. Yeah, that's no good. I'm just going to bring my own. There you go. All right. Well, hey, guys. Like, review. This is it. Uh, have a good day. No, I'm kidding. Uh, like, review, subscribe. We always do it at the end. And I feel like we need to do it in the middle. There you go. Send it to friends. Um, we have a very specific kind of wrap up tone and maybe people just turn it off when they hear that kind of kick up yeah, and they don't so even get the like review, get share, hey, we all would that just, We are, we are, we are not trying to be, um, a podcast juggernaut, uh, clearly by the lack of advertisement <laughs> that we do for this. We don't have a promo department. It's me. And if you look at my own personal social media account, 
I think it's like the last nine are all podcasts. Right. Then I have one of like our kids like ah, playing. It's like <laughs> nine more of a podcast. Uh, but we think we're doing good stuff because we're talking about Jesus. And we're talking about life and we're yeah. talking about how do you read, decipher, understand the Bible. Um, and so maybe uh, you got a coworker or a friend who maybe doesn't go to church or does mm. it do any extra studying or whatever. Hopefully this is an easy way we try, in. We try to be accessible. Yeah, we're not trying to throw out you some $100 words. Although I do have uh, a touch of Greek today. Okay, well. Just right, a touch. We'll, I mean, it's just a sprinkle. We'll take that back. We got a, a dollop of Greek over here today, but, <laughs> you know, we'll do it. A dollop of Greek. A dollop of Greek yogurt. yogurt yeah. Uh, all right. So last week. We were talking, we had this come out. It was Monday, Thursday. Yes. It was um, the Passover mm. meal, washing of the feet, all the good stuff. But Jesus also then kind of um, um, changed the game a little bit with the Passover feast to the Lord's Supper. Yes. Um, and, and so last week, if you missed this part, this is kind of a part two. We talked about the uh, similarities and how they combine with the Passover meal to this. To this being the Lord's Supper. But today we're going to kind of talk about what does the Lord's Supper mean to us right now? Yeah. So we're not going to really going to bridge a gap between Passover, but what does it mean for Christians? How should we look at it? How should it be a part of our lives? Um, and kind of go from there. Um, I remember uh, being young. Again, I didn't grow up in church. Going to Catholic church a little bit, going to Baptist church a little bit. The Baptist church did it like once every like quarter. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. But then going to a, a church of Christ with my friends, it was like an every week deal. Uh-huh. And I remember some of my friends, if I went to this church, if I went with my, if I went with my you know, friend Robert's church and I tried to take it, my friend's like, hey, you probably shouldn't take that. Because <laughs> I, because I know you're not baptized. Right. This is, this is only for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just sit here and not do it. Yeah. Uh, but then I go to my other friends and they're like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter, buddy. You mm-hmm. just go and take it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my first thing into um, just having communion. And then it took me, I would say it took me to like an adult to like really wrap my head around what are we doing and the, just and the importance of it. Of yeah. Like, why are we doing this every week? Because it can easily become just routine. Yeah. We're doing it. Break the bread, drink the cup, thank you, say a prayer, peace out. But it's probably the most important thing we do every Sunday morning. That's what I would say. So I think we need a little more, uh, I think a little more importance on what we're doing and just some light shed on it. Yeah, which for is sure. great. I know that this is a topic you really like. I love communion. Uh, you love communion. Um, so do I. I don't think I'm just as deep as as <laughs> as you are in it. Um, so I'm excited. I think I've I've shared in communion with different people four times in the last five days, and so this is like right on my heart right now. Yeah, it's um, I love communion. You know, anybody that knows me knows that it's it's kind of one of the the things that I like to talk about. It's a thing that I like to experience and share with people, and and just kind of like you said, I think it's it's the focal point of our our weekly gatherings. Uh, now, whether your church places that much emphasis on it, whether your church uh, observes, you know, uh, the communion meal on a weekly basis or quarterly or whatever, whenever we enter into the table, the table of the Lord, um, 
there's an opportunity to experience the risen Jesus uh-huh. in, in a very real way, both in the bread and in the cup and also in one another. And, and, and so for me, communion just represents everything that I love about following Jesus. Yeah. So, all right. So, so we go back, if we were to go back into, into the gospel accounts and looking at, you know, the Passover meal, Jesus did this. We have a little bit of it there. Uh huh. Paul talks more about it. Right. You know, kind of later on, um, in that kind of sharing there. Um, you know, with that, uh, I got accountant, f- you know, we're going to be in first Corinthians. You got a little bit in acts two, a little Luke 24, and then a little Luke 24. Right. So right. we'll be, you know, it's kind of there. Um, which one do you want to jump into? Um, I, I think starting with acts two is probably a good place to okay. start just yeah. to kind of, just to kind of set the table. Sure. So, so acts is really the story. It's part two of a two part, uh, saga. I like how you said set the table. Oh, there you go. Uh, written by, you know, Dr. Luke, um, the, the gospel of Luke focuses on the life and the ministry of Jesus kind of culminating in his resurrection and the time that he spent with the apostles and disciples following his resurrection. And then, you know, we have John that comes in between Luke and Acts, but really Acts picks up right after the book of Luke ends with the birth of the early church. It's like Mm -hmm. what happened after Jesus is gone and these people really are starting to act upon um, what it means to live out this life now that they've experienced this incredible thing. And so, you know, when we look at the early church, like do we have to look at everything they did and and try to pull that into our our present day? No, they're in a different culture and different time and place. But I do think it's super cool that we have this look into what was important to them. What were the things that they committed themselves to and we've got this extremely well-known passage i think that's a very good sorry (laughs) i think that's a very good um you know starting point i think in general when we talk about the church talk about things that we do yeah did their church look like our church absolutely not yep not even close (laughs) we have full-time jobs they didn't have that junk right like they have a youth minister a connections minister preach you know all 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 those things. So, you know, there's lots of people that will go back and go, let's do it almost exactly as the church did it back then. It's right. like, well, we can't do it. It's different times. It's different. Um, everything settings, cultural, there's a lot of different things, but there are some, right. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said it. There are a few things that are very important to them that should be very important to us because they're very important to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think praying together for sure. I think serving together, I think worshiping together, I think reading God's word, taking communion yes. is a big, is a very big part of that. Now, even though it may look different, again, we do like the form versus function. Sure. Even though our form looks different than it did in the first century, our function is the same Hopefully thing. Hopefully we're accomplishing the same thing. The same yeah. thing. We want to grow closer to one another. We want to grow closer to God and we want to uh, become as holy and righteous as we can and as uh, we allow God to make us be because that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, and so as we look at acts, yeah. So acts two. super well-known passage, uh, you know, particularly as, as we think about the function of the church and small group ministry and all that, but acts two forty two um, says, and this is talking about this early church movement. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching 
to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So we see here sort of these core elements. And, you know, you and I have talked about this. Like when we're looking at scripture, this isn't, this isn't a second by second accounting of what these things did. What we have here are yeah. what people thought were important. Yeah. So if it's written down, somebody wanted you to know that. And what do we see What were the core elements of this early church movement? The apostles' teaching. So we would look at that as, as scripture. Yeah. What did Jesus say? How are we interpreting it? They, they were devoted to that, to the study of the way of Jesus, uh, to fellowship, just being together. They, they considered that a core element yeah. of following Jesus was, was being together in fellowship with one another, to the breaking of bread. That's really where, where our point here lies. They, they, they thought that this communion moment was something that was central to their identity in Christ, and then the ultimate prayer, their relationship with God, their connection mm-hmm. to God through prayer and praying for one another privately yeah. and in and and in community. Mm-hmm. These are the things that they thought were important enough to write down, so that we two thousand whatever years later could look back on what they did. And that communion piece, breaking bread from house to house daily, was central to who they were as followers of Jesus. So is this breaking of bread, do you read that? And I'm, I am just playing dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing myself. It's very, very easy to do that. Uh, is this breaking of bread communion or is this meals together? Now, yeah. I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. And, and there's scholarship out there um, that would point to both. Yeah. Um, but I also think that their observance of a communion meal, of a remembering of Jesus and his sacrifice, was a part of their actual meals. Yes. Yeah. Because that would have been very yeah. cultural. And as we looked at last week, we, God, <laughs> God is very intentional about connecting food, gathering around a table with spiritual significance. Well, and we have to get out of our head the communion we take today. Right. Yeah. It's and right. This is a hard so like you know it's like oh so they just meet every day and here's your little bitty cracker your little bitty wafer and here's your little cup yeah right it's like no it always was a meal yeah it was the Passover meal yeah and they when they break bread I'm sure they took the elements there and like hey we have bread yeah we have wine here we go yeah like so every time we eat hey let's remember yeah you know let's remember and that was a big deal for sure. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's just where I want to start today. You know, it was central, (laughs) it was central to them. Yeah. I think it's central to us for, for two reasons. One, the remembrance element. Mm -hmm. We're forgetful. We're forgetful people, man. And if we don't keep something at the front of our minds, we'll forget it. And even something as significant as the death and the resurrection of Jesus, I think without this this institution, God in his wisdom, Jesus in his wisdom, 
creating this moment for us to share in community his body and his blood in a way that helps us to pause, reflect, and remember the sacrifice is who we are as people of God. Yeah, I, you know, I go back and forth. You know, we had Easter last week, you know, or just a few days ago. And I know our church, we had the most people we've had here in three years. years. Yeah, for sure. Right. Especially right, right before the pandemic, we probably hit that number a few times on big, on big days. But yeah. it's kind of like, wow, we're back to like, yeah. back. And, and it's like, why? Oh, because we're here for Easter to remember mm-hmm. the life and the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. And right. Like, Great. It's like, we do that every week. Yeah, our like, our, our lives are a remembrance, to, <laughs> right? It's to like that. we do this yeah. every single yeah. week. Like I know it's Easter, but it's like we you know do that, and that may you know be a part of us that we don't put as much emphasis. I think we do. Yeah, um, just mm-hmm. on that. But if you look at First Corinthians eleven, um, Paul again in the First Corinthians uh, talking about the Lord's Supper, he said. Um, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, and this is about Jesus, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we have the bread, the body. It says in the same way, he also took the cup. Uh, uh, He took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. So again, we don't have how many times you do it. You know, we look before an act where it says every day they got together. You know, it's because they put importance to it. But here it says, whenever you do this, yeah, this is what you should do. Right. Um, and Paul kind of goes on a little bit more here, um, you know, in this about uh, taking the bread and taking that and thinking about it. And, and in verse 28, it says, let a person examine himself then. And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who eats and drinks without, uh, without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So, just for a second, I want to kind of just sit here. I know we've had this conversations. Me as a youth minister, we go to fall retreat, we go to beach retreat, we go to this, we go to that, and um, you know we're there Sundays. And I and I typically will put enough communion out for every single person to have it. Yeah, knowing that not everyone is baptized. Right. And I get some kids that say, "Well, I'm not baptized. I can't take this." And I say, "It's okay. You're thinking about Jesus at this time." Right. You know, you can take it. And there's some that say you cannot take this until you're baptized. Right. Um, maybe one of which might be one of these verses here, right? It says, let a person examine himself then and think about it. Or it mm-hmm. says, maybe a child, maybe my five-year-old can't take this because he can't examine himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I might push back against that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm in the camp. Nowhere in here does it say when you can and can't take it. Right. Especially in Acts, it just says when you're eating and, and and like everyone's together, I don't think they're like, no, no, you can't, you yep. can't. I think it's everybody together. Yeah. It's kids and it's grandkids and it's just everybody together. Um, I think anything that we can do to remind and to grow closer to Jesus and thinking about his life and death and resurrection and his love for us, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a bracelet whether it's a verse in your car or in your mirror at home or for sure the Lord's Supper that right. is very, very holy, mm-hmm. I think it's very important. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm in the same vein as you are on this. Um, and yeah. I, I just have a few examples of how this has been meaningful to me and, and to people yeah. that I know, but just 
in general, I think without seeing the clear restriction in Scripture, what I do see from Jesus is that the Lord's table, the table, this whole idea of a table, it's all throughout Scripture, is, is a welcoming place. It's open to all. Who, yes. who, who are open to coming and sitting. And for me, the conversation that you can have, and so if you're thinking about this in the context of a Sunday morning where you're all sitting in a row and it's very quiet. It's and, passed down, yeah. And, and sure, I could see where that might be inappropriate to just give, give a kid you know, some bread and some yeah. juice and say, enjoy your snack, buddy. Like, it's not yeah. that. But, for example, uh, last Wednesday we had our our worship service called the table, yeah. uh, which is framed around communion. And, and the instruction that night was families. If, if you're here with your family, which included children, teens, tweens, uh-huh. a variety of people, you, you gather with your family in, in private and you share in communion together. And I was able to talk to my kids about the body and the blood of Jesus in a way and let them experience that in, in, in a way that I hope is taking them one step closer to yeah, Jesus yeah. and to baptism and to deciding to follow mm-hmm. Jesus. I, I hope they're okay with me sharing this, but you know, Maddie Fawcett yeah. is 11. Yeah. She's talking about baptism. Yeah. She wants that. She's in study with her parents. They were able to share communion with her. I think for the first time she's not baptized yet, but that's a step. Yeah. That's a step. That's a moment of intimacy and and community as a family that I think is so beautiful. I I'm just for that. And yeah. I think that there's valid arguments on the other side and if you've got those I would love to hear them. Yeah. Um, but but for me and the experiences that I've had at the Lord's table with believers and with people who are curious and yeah. seeking uh, that's a that's an invitation from Jesus to come and experience his resurrection. Mm-hmm. This is that's what's happening in this moment, and so I'm all for it. Yeah, that was very very well said. Uh, yeah, just if there's any chance that we can do any barriers that we can break down, because I feel like especially for young kids, and and also if you're older and you're not a Christian, you don't even know about it, you may look at the church of people and go, "Well, I don't have my life in order. I right, don't have this, right, so right. I can't do this. I don't I don't have a suit, so I can't come to church." Mm-hmm. Right there. Whatever it is, I don't have money to give, so I shouldn't go because I can't. There's a lot of things that you can put in. We can put all sorts of stuff in the way. Right. Yeah. And I think the more that we can take these barriers mm. out to make somebody feel awkward of like sitting in a row and not taking it, people are going, well, why isn't he taking it? Is he not yeah. baptized? He's 50. Why? He, <laughs> he should be. It's like, hey, stop it. This is open table. And I just love that idea because when you look at Jesus, going to different people in scripture, going, I'm going to your house to eat dinner. Yes. And it was like, uh, it's me. It's, it's hard Why to you get more to intimate. My house? And when you look at like Zacchaeus, yes, like you want to go to my house? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, because it's open to everybody. Right. Like, I want to sit down with everybody. You know, whether you're a prostitute, whether you're a tax collector, whether you're a sinner, whether it doesn't matter what you are, you belong at my table. You belong at my table, and this is a meal to remember what I've done for you. Right. Great. That's where I come from. There we go. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Um, all right. Well, just as we kind of wrap up, you had another yep. Luke, right? Yeah, I'll try to do this quick. So I, <laughs> uh, we, we've talked a lot about the remembrance element mm-hmm. of this, but there's this weird story in Luke chapter 24. It's on Resurrection Day. This is Easter Sunday, 2000 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And everybody's sad. 
there's chaos, you know, all these people have been following Jesus and now their hopes and their dreams are all just crushed and dashed. And there's these two guys, they're walking from Jerusalem to a town called Emmaus. It's about a seven mile walk. This is not like a little 15 minute deal yeah this is like a you know it could take a, a day take, take take a take a while to walk seven yeah. miles um and on the road you know they encounter a stranger it's somebody that they do not recognize and there's there's some debate over what that actually means was he did they just not recognize him or what was it but the the actual language used in yeah. this moment it's the greek word kratos there we go we uh, knew it was coming in and, and that's the noun version of it, uh, but uh, kratos, kratio, is the word that's used here, and what, and that's a verb that's active. It says that their their vision was restrained, and and it most of the other uh, uses of this word in scripture means that God is doing something. Okay. So there's something spiritual going on here. Jesus is hidden from their sight; they don't recognize him, but he he explains scripture to them in a way that they had never heard before and it says that their hearts were burning inside their chest and he heartburn they, they get to yeah just some spicy wings they they they're <laughs> something is going on here jesus they don't know it's jesus is going to continue on but they beg him to stay so he he stays and he shares in a meal with them and then uh, I'll pick up here in, in Luke 24 chapter 30 it says when he was at the table with them he took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to them then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight they said to each other were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road while he was opening the scriptures to us that same hour they got up and returned to jerusalem and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together they were saying the lord has risen indeed and he's appeared to simon then these two men told what had happened on the road and how he had made how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. We've talked about the importance of communion as a remembrance, as something that we do regularly to remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But this story, I cannot get over this story. There's something that happened when Jesus broke the bread, and I think it's the same thing that happens when we break the bread now. Jesus resurrected alive mm -hmm. living lord over all creation is revealed to us in a way that we can't really understand but i think jesus is revealed to us and in us yeah. and through us the community aspect of sharing in communion with other believers reveals the risen jesus and that's why it is so central to who we are as people of god Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, so as you go through this week, as you go through Sunday, whenever your church takes the Lord's Supper, takes communion, do you have one or two things to help? Because I know if you do it over and over and 52 weeks out of the year, times what, 30 years, whatever, it's like, man, I take this a lot. Um, and it just can come routine and mundane of like, okay, I just do this. Mm. It, do you have any tips mm. or just anything to say, hey, this week do this and really try to make it focus on like Jesus or just whatever. Is there any tips you have? So uh, one of the common names for the Lord's Supper, the communion meal is the Eucharist. Yes. 
And Eucharist is a Greek word that means give thanks. Yeah. Um, I've been in seasons of my life where the communion meal um, uh, was sort of guilt laden. Um, almost, almost like a confessional. Yeah, where I'm uh, uh, grieved over over what Jesus had to do for oh, okay. for me. Uh, because of my sin, because yeah, of yeah. Uh, things that are going wrong in my life. And I think that that's an appropriate emotion, but you can't stay there because Jesus did die. But, but. there's a whole <laughs> big second part to this. He lives and he lives so that you can have life. So wherever you go in your in your meditation on communion, let it end in a place of thanksgiving a, a, a place of praise and joy and and if you if you start in a in a low place which is an okay place yeah. to start let let the spirit of god fill you with the joy of your salvation um, because the tomb is empty yeah and, and we're not we're not because this is a celebration we're not celebrating his death we're celebrating his death and resurrection <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah there's right a, yeah there's a two part to this so so hold on to that resurrection and, and see in what ways god is trying to resurrect your life see the broken things in your life that he's trying to put back together so that's one remember the eucharist and 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 give thanks mm-hmm. uh, in this moment and then two community this this is supposed to be a meal, a yeah. family meal. So in whatever ways, if you're sitting with your wife, engage in communion together, pray for one another. Uh, if you're by yourself, think about people in your life um, who you can pray for in that moment. Pray pray that Jesus would be revealed to them in the breaking of the bread. That would, that would be two things yeah. that, that I say, that I, would, that I try to do in, in communion. I would say... If if your communion time has become just routine, change it up. Yeah, do something different. Do something different, right? Like I, sit a different way, pray a different way, do something different to just get your mind just kind of going. Yeah. Um, you know, for that, whenever we have communion thoughts, you know, and sometimes you get asked to do communion thoughts. Yeah. Not so much here, but in my old church, it was like, hey, you got communion thoughts this morning because Billy Bob didn't show up, and you're like, all right, I guess I got communion thoughts. <laughs> And one of my favorite things to talk about is you are what you eat. Mm. And, and I think about good things in, yes. good things out. And so at this time, it is let me just take in and remember all the good of Jesus. Yes. His love and his peace um, and his compassion and, and just everything that he did that I may think about it and go, how do I now live my life like Jesus? Mm-hmm. Let this be the week. You don't live the week to take communion at the end for like a forgiveness deal. Right. You use that Sunday to boost you for the rest of the week. That's right. So let that Sunday communion fill you up, drive you, fuel you for the week to be like, how can I be more like Christ? Yeah. Think about him and then live it out. Yeah. Jesus is life and you're, you're partaking in his <laughs> yes. life in communion. Let that fill you up yeah. with joy and peace, mm-hmm. all the fruit of the spirit. Get that. Well, Hey guys, thank y'all um, for a good week. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed this. I did. This is cool. Maybe you learned something new and it just maybe helped shift your mind for this week for communion and just do something different. Um, do it with your family afterwards, you know, maybe have it at church, but say, Hey, at lunch, we're going to have our own communion yeah. with a meal and just, and just pray together and spend time together thinking about Jesus. Love it. Um, it'll be great. 
Well, hey, review, rate, subscribe, all those fun things. Um, and other things as well. And other things is there. <laughs> Hope you have a good week. Uh, and this is episode 88. 88. See Bye, you guys. friends.